Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. remember uh, an intro we did last Halloween. It was a story we told about a haunted house and a chainsaw guy. And Megan leaving you. <laughs> and yes. Megan panicking. Yeah. Megan absolutely leaving you in a panic. Yeah. Have you ever heard the phrase history repeats itself? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There were... Yeah. Justify this one. <laughs> okay. So we're at this haunted house with a bunch of friends and there's this one that's it's supposed to be like a zombie thing, uh, but it's a bunch of it's like a junkyard, right? Like you walk in and there's just like cars stacked on top of each other. It looks like the beginning of 13 Ghost. I was very excited when we walked in there. Uh, one part, there was like basically a tunnel, but it had little offshoots on both sides. And so the actors would stand there and then jump out as you're walking down the main hallway, scream at you and then step back and let you pass. But, you know, it's one of those they don't touch you. You don't touch them kind of things. Well, I pass one of them and somebody grabs my shoulder and I jump and I look and it's our friend (laughs) who took a different route to get to us and he just grabbed me and I screamed. So immediately my whole perception of what the rules were in this place were thrown off. (laughs) So I start punching monsters. (laughs) I start throwing cars. (laughs) (laughs) We get a little further down and there's a guy with a chainsaw and usually they like, Room, room, and then scare you and then pull back and let you pass through. But every time I tried to take a step forward, he put the chainsaw back out and vroom, vroom, vroom again. And I screamed a lot like through this, but my, my adrenaline response is just uncontrollable laughter. So it's scream and then laughing. And then he keeps doing it. But then he starts going for my feet with the chainsaw. And I back up and scream and I knock it to Jake. And Jake's laughing. And then our friends behind him are laughing. And the guy just keeps doing it and I start <laughs> freaking out and I grab Jake's arm and I continue to walk backwards and he's pulling me forwards <laughs> and okay so when I do this kind of stuff I like being scared this is this is fun however my brain holds multiple truths at the same time <laughs> so Jake is pulling me forward continuing on through the haunted house and I know that this isn't real I know that we need to keep moving because there are people behind us. Mm. I also know that if this chainsaw touches my feet, I'm going to lose my legs. Mm. And not only is Jake not protecting me, he's (laughs) actively pulling me towards my death. And I was fucking furious at him. I was so angry at like, how could you betray me like this? But I was so scared. All I could do was scream. And he's laughing uncontrollably. The chainsaw guy is laughing uncontrollably. (laughs) Yeah, this was like the chainsaw guy hit gold. Like he is fucking 
he's got the biggest smile I've ever seen on a haunt actor and just won't get out of the way. Keeps rushing her feet with the chainsaw. Also a detail that I think has been missed. You're not on your feet anymore. I'm holding you up <laughs> off the ground. Like she has basically fallen over backwards and I've got like her shoulders and she's tr- scrambling back, but her feet are not finding purchase or supporting her body anymore. I have no memory of this. <laughs> All I know is I ran passed as fast as I could and then I heard the chainsaw getting louder behind me and I ran as fast as I could which is not very fast and then I couldn't breathe for a while <laughs> oh God. That's, I think those last three lines are exactly how the story last year ended <laughs> yeah, yeah it did <laughs> we'll see what the hat trick is next year <laughs> <laughs> have you have I I can't remember if I've told you all about this that last year I had a couple friends who went to a Valentine's Day themed haunted house. <gasps> cool. And all the scare actors, what they did was they jumped out and shouted compliments at you. <laughs> it was like, I love your sweater. You look beautiful today. Anyone would be lucky to date you. Like the whole thing was just people jumping out and giving you compliments, which sounds like the most amazing thing. Where is this? Where do I have to go? I will. It's in Indianapolis. So I will, I will find the name of it. Uh, that sounds great. I remember that I've been to that place because they do a, bunch of different ones they do you know regular haunted houses and they they do a lot of different holiday themed ones i didn't go to the valentine's one but i've been to that that place it's a really cool spot it's not the place right by my house is it no okay he's like it's my house it's my house come over, come over. i'll jump <laughs> out and yell compliments I'll at say you. nice things to you, I <laughs> but i gotta jump out at you <laughs> i gotta catch you off guard with them uh there was a different part in one of these haunted houses where it was sort of labyrinthine and the haunt actors are pointing you the direction you need to go. And, you know, there's no way of knowing if it's the truth or not. Mm. Uh, and one dude is holding a door open and pointing for us to go that direction. And so us and our friend Todd walk into it. I walk in first and it's there's nowhere to go. Like it's like a little, <laughs> you know, three by three box or something with just a matte black back wall and I walk in and I realize it's a wall and she walks in behind me and Todd uh, told me later that he was like why aren't they going because Todd walks past us and just face first into (laughs) a fucking wall he thought we weren't going forward because we were scared and he was like I'll do it and just pushed past us and hit his face in the wall and then and then we start to backtrack and the haunt actor just forces the door closed on us just shuts us in this little cube like I'm pushing on it he's pushing back trapping us within and so finally I stop pushing and I wait and he shuts the door and I wait and like 15 seconds go by and then he kind of curiously opens the door again like wondering why we're not trying to get out anymore did you jump scare him oh I should have we should have there was one room in there where they took certain people in and then they just played like Billie Jean and had a dance party and we were like why didn't we get that room (laughs) good story Um, good stories always just end and then I go how do I get us out of here Next week, we'll announce the winner of the Halloween costume contest. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you still have a few more days to get your pictures in, so send them to us. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) The end. We find the four of you sitting at the bar uh, at the saloon, chatting with Mary Jane, uh, settling in for the night. Outside, you hear what sounds like thunder, and you remember Dawson mentioning that this side of the anvil gets the vast majority of the rain um, as it starts to patter on the roof. Is there anything you guys want to chat with Mary Jane about uh, or anything you want to know? I guess I would want to ask her how many settlements that she knows of are in this territory. Well, 
I guess it sort of depends what you consider a settlement. I mean, there are farms and homesteads. Some people rough it as much as anybody's roughing it in Montfair. But as far as places with, like, town squares or saloons or anything like that, might be a dozen of them out here. Like, I realize this is the side of the anvil that has the least kind of strangeness going on. Do any of them have any ghost stories or lore about that particular place? Mm, Not so much that I can think of. I mean, there's certainly strangeness that makes its way over to our territory, working its way over the mountains like you've seen, or backwards from the Jackalope Flats. There are some weird folk who make their way around here. Some people call this place home that have abilities and whatnot, but I can't think of any real particular local legends. There has been a weird situation of a gentleman in a town a ways down the rail, came to power not too long ago, claims that it was gifted to him by someone greater, someone to be feared, just instated himself as mayor. That's a little bit beyond this town, though. What town would that be? That's a town called Silent Spring, about halfway between here and the flats. What's this mayor's name? If I remember right, I think they said his name is Dales. And he just proclaimed himself mayor? Nobody put up a fuss or anything about it? Well, claims he was deputized. Told that he was going to be mayor of that town. Came in with a bunch of goons and hooligans. Sort of strong-armed those folks. Hmm. Is Silent Spring prosperous? What do they do out there? I mean, nothing's really prosperous out here. They're just making their way. Same as all of us. I don't know that they've kicked up too much fuss about it. If and things was too weird, they probably could have called in the Iron Striders to look into it. Don't know that they have. I think I'd look down the bar at everybody else. I mean, that might be a good place as any to start, just the idea of there suddenly being a group of people who are kind of strong-arming a territory. And given powers by someone to be feared, I mean, that kind of has Nash written all over it. I won't lie, I was so enraptured with all of this and and hearing about what's going on there that I forgot I was a character in this. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed to speak, Tass. I I see, I see, okay. He's like, I've been jamming for so long. (laughs) (laughs) There's just Tass's husk sitting next to us. Spent, he spent all his GM juices, and now he's trying to regenerate as a player. <laughs> it's like any of those movies where you see a vampire who's just completely devoid of blood just before they pour blood on him. Just, <laughs> just desiccated. Tass is looking real flammable right now. <laughs> you put me in this state and drag me to the desert? <laughs> he's like one of those like dehydrated t-shirts that come in like the little t-shirt shape and then you put it in water. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, we should go there. (laughs) (laughs) There's another crack of thunder uh, louder this time that leaves this deep and rhythmic rumble uh, and the patter of the rain gets harder and Mary Jane sighs and she says, someone ought to go fetch Ricketts and bring him inside. He'll catch his death out in this weather. Ricketts? Yeah, Jedediah Ricketts, one of the aforementioned strange folks who seems to have rolled in from the flats or somewhere else. He's sort of a vagrant, just hangs out on the edge of town. But when things get too rough out there, I I can't just leave him out there. So I'll give him a room for the night on me. That's really sweet. Thanks. You know what would be sweet? Would uh, one of y'all mind going out there and fetching him for me? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Is the rain here weird at all? I know that's kind of an odd question, but... They said that there was the catastrophe that kind of caused this place. It doesn't affect your your rainfall or anything. Like it's not. Does, does your water burn or? Oh, uh, no. I mean, I guess I don't have anything to compare it to. 
I, if it's not clean water, then I don't know clean water. But it doesn't like hurt your skin when it touches it or anything. You can drink it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's in what you're drinking right now, so. Oh. Do you feel, is it burning your insides? Well, a bit, but I think it's psychosomatic now. <laughs> that might just be the bourbon. Oh, yeah. That's true. It is a it is a hard liquor. Yeah. I'll go get this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He steps out and we hear like the sizzle as his skin starts burning. <laughs> Mary Jane's like, gotcha. <laughs> it's a little joke we like to play on new folks. <laughs> One down, get him. <laughs> I think Tass volunteered just because he's such a desiccated husky who's excited to run outside in the rain. Yes, yeah. I have to like, frolic. It's gotta be colder out there. Uh, yeah, Tass, as you step outside, you're immediately buffeted by the wind. Uh, and the rain, it's just falling in sheets at this point. Another crack of thunder, like, vibrates the ground under your feet. You can feel it kind of taper off after a moment. Um, but you can see to the west, past the saloon, like, on the edge of town, there's a speck of light um, that looks like it's coming from a campfire being blown around in the weather. Um, and the fire's casting a little bit of light on what looks like like a lean-to um, and a figure who is sitting underneath it. Yeah, I'll, I'll jog out there. Uh, as you approach, you see this man sitting by the campfire. The coals of the fire are hissing as the rain hits, um, but the fire seems strong, like it's been burning for a long time. It is enduring against the weather. Um, and above the fire, there is an enormous cast iron cooking pot hanging, uh, which just has smoke roiling from the pot as this guy mutters. Hi, uh, Mr. Ricketts? He doesn't really pay you any mind. He seems to be like throwing ingredients into the pot. Uh, as he mutters, and as he does, the color of the smoke changes from like a deathly black to a vivid purple to kind of a burnt orange and then a sickly green. And distantly in the darkness outside of town, past the reach of the moonlight, you hear another crack of thunder and what seems to sound like hoofbeats coinciding. I'm kind of looking in that direction, but I'm also like glancing back at him to see what he's throwing into the pot. Like, is it food? Like, is it this? like stew ingredients or is there anything weird i think it's a little bit hard to tell with like how the light is playing and you know he's throwing in what looks like it might be an insect of some kind but maybe that's food out here <laughs> uh yeah. he sprinkles in a little bit of powder that could be gunpowder or it could be pepper like it's kind of hard to discern exactly what he's messing with but as you get closer you can make out his words as he mutters Rootin', tootin', toilin', shootin', fire burn and cowboy bootin', eye a newt and spicy beans, toe a frog in denim jeans, whiskey grits and demon spittle, tossed onto my iron griddle, with the tannin' of our hides, something wicked this way rides. Welcome, everybody, to Crit or Treat, 
2023 <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy Edition. Jake, that was the most like fire verse I've ever heard in my life. I don't I don't take credit for it. That's something I've seen online in the past and have long since wanted to. I remember seeing that and I remember you being like, that's great. I'm going to use that someday. <laughs> it oh, will it, be mine. Will be yeah, mine. I'm so yes. glad that it came came true. I'm so happy for you and happy for us. This oh my <laughs> this gosh. is great. So Tass, you are standing in the firelight uh, next to this elderly gentleman, Ricketts. What do you want to do? Sir, sir, that was the coolest shit I have <laughs> ever heard anyone say out loud in my life. That said, it seems like it's stirring up out here. Mary Jane said that you could come in and we could we could be, you know, in indoors out of this. He looks up at you with kind of a grimace, like for the first time acknowledging that you're here. And he says... Best everybody gets inside. Out here, I reckon we're all in danger. That, yes, same page, for sure. And I'm, like, looking out after this intonation he's made, like, where I was hearing the hoofbeats, and I want to see if, like, I notice anything coming. Why don't you read a situation? Okay. Plus mind, plus awareness. Eight. All right, you get one question. What should I be on the lookout for? You look out into the darkness extending towards the edge of the anvil, and there's another rumble of thunder, and this time you hear it. Hoofbeats, heavy, shaking the ground. You hear the whinny of a horse, and you see a speck of light out there in the dark that seems to be getting bigger and bigger at an alarming rate. And it gets close enough, and the lightning flashes, and you can see a figure on horseback. Riding in your direction, they're wearing a big billowing black duster. They don't seem to have a head. I was just, it was riding forward, and in my mind I'm going, motherfucker better have a head, he better have a head. (laughs) Nope. Oh, he ain't got no head. No head, but that speck of light does look like it's a jack-o'-lantern that they're holding underneath their arm. I'm living for this. And in the other hand, they are letting hang an enormous axe. And you hear a <laughs> cackle as they ride in your direction. Okay, Ricketts, Ricketts, my man. We gotta let's maybe backpedal. Let's head to the let's head up to the saloon. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, he starts to get up and it seems like it's a struggle, like his old bones. He's putting a hand on his knee and trying to push himself up. Oh my god, I am throwing him over my shoulder. <laughs> he lets out a sort of an indignant cry as you do. <laughs> what about the pot, man? Do we need the pot? No, that's just my dinner. Oh, God damn it. I'm hauling ass. All right. Uh, The rest of you, Tass heads out the door, and then a couple minutes later, busts it back open with an elderly man thrown over his shoulder. We got a headless horseman cowboy. He's got an axe and a jack-o'-lantern. He's coming this way. It doesn't sound good. I think I just, I slam back the rest of the whiskey in my glass. What? Yeah, yep, saw it, saw it. Jack-o'-lantern, axe, no head. He ain't got no head. Uh, I'm running over to help Tass with this old man. Is he okay? Uh, to be determined. He seems aware. Are you, sir, are you still aware? I think I'm assuming he he must be like passed out or something since <laughs> Tass is carrying him. And I don't realize that he's just being like carried like a toddler against yeah. his will. <laughs> yeah. As you walk over there, he looks in your direction scowling. Ah. And he's like, I'm plenty aware. I'm aware of the fact that I'm being manhandled by a stranger. Sorry. And I'll set him down. MJ, is that a thing that you've heard of before, headless horseman? Mary Jane's like looking around in a panic, like shit just broke bad really fast. And she's like, uh, I mean, sure. Yeah, that's a, 
a legend. I, mean, I, I just asked you if you knew any legends. Well, it's not particular <laughs> to here. Oh, God. It's not a local legend. It's a it's an everywhere legend. Does that door lock? Yeah. I'm going to go lock that door. It's a swinging saloon door. <laughs> well, you can bar it. It's fine. There's a, there's a little latch that you can put. <laughs> there's, there's shutters for when it rains. Big, big, big metal grate comes down from above. <laughs> a security grate? Yeah. Uh, Rev, you go over and lock the door. Um, and yeah, it is like throwing a wooden bar in front of the saloon doors type deal. Just peek down and like look out the bottom. <laughs> you hear a horse whinny and you hear a cackle that seems to kind of mingle with the thunder outside. Mary Jane, gonna need a few more details on the on the uh, on the nature of that legend that you've heard about the headless horseman. Yeah, I mean it's not anything related to here, as far as I know. It's just a a wicked man who died and went to hell and. Then he came back or never made it all the way there, and he tries to collect souls to take with him to hell. It's a, it's a ghost story. It's something people tell their kids to, to scare them. Yeah, we, we have one like that, too, actually, where we're from, um, except in our world, it's, it's a man named Christopher Walken. <laughs> but it is Why is he called that if he's riding a horse? That's, you know, <laughs> you've got me. You've got me on that. How did they stop him in that? I don't know. Johnny Depp did something. I don't. It's been too long. <laughs> Oh, they gave, they gave they found his head. They found his head and oh, gave him found, his head. That's right. Yes. Do do we got to do that, sir? I have a question for you about the dope shit you were spouting. Was that more of like uh, like an intro to the situation, or do you know more than what you're telling? <laughs> <laughs> he has plopped himself in one of the chairs at one of the tables in here, uh, and he's like rubbing one of his knees. Seems like it's giving him some trouble in the weather, uh, and he scowls. He says, I don't know much more about what's going on. I just, I see things, things that are about to happen. I saw him coming. Fella, me too. It's nice to meet a fellow seer. He like kind of gives you an appraising look. Like he doesn't totally buy it, but he gives you a little nod anyway. Folks around here don't typically believe me when I say I've seen things. We believe you. 100% we believe you. So I know it was, it's late, but like what was going on outside in general? Were there People still out and about coming back and forth since the storm is rolling in. Was the street empty? Uh, when you headed out there, the street was pretty much empty. There were a couple of people who were like closing up now because the weather was turning. Isaac Da Silva being one of them. He seemed like he was closing up shop and heading inside, but it was not bustling or anything. Just a couple of stragglers who were trying to get out of the rain. Okay, so I feel less worried about like going out to defend anybody immediately. Well, I mean... If this is just a legend, you know, that he's a wicked man looking to collect souls, maybe there's something more to that, you know, something underneath that. Maybe he is looking for something in particular, not just people to kill. And if we can figure out what that is, we can help. That's a good thought. One of us should go out and talk to him. And I'm just staring at her. Do we need to rule out? You know how like a lot of times in, in Headless Horseman stories, it's always like, oh, it's it's some jerk pretending, but then the real Headless Horseman gets him. Do we need to make sure this isn't the jerk first or do we think this is like for real? Oh, That is next level. Good question. Is it a prank? Right. I, unfortunately, I think the technique of finding that out is the same regardless of whether this is real or a prank. I'm like looking over the skills. I'm like, is there, is there a determine whether this is a prank skill. <laughs> is there a prank? Uh, can we can we see the like the black felt that 
is just over the neckline of the coat, like, you know, where the, the real head's <laughs> hiding. the eyes can peek out of. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can head out there and find out because while you're having this discussion, you hear those hoofbeats absolutely thundering into town and right out in front of the saloon doors. And you can see the glow of the fire within this jack-o'-lantern dancing on the doorway. I want to use a piece of my gear. I want to reach in my bag and pull out like a scope for a rifle. I don't use it, but I've got it. Uh-huh. To see if I can get a better look at this person as they approach. Okay. They are basically right outside the doors. I want to be able to do it from like under the door. I don't want it to step outside. I see. <laughs> yeah. Mark that charge uh, and note that you have a scope for now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll investigate here? Um, okay. And since we are in a human settlement, it is plus mind plus investigate. Nine. When you investigate a scene... If it is in a human settlement, roll plus mind plus investigate. If it is in the wild, roll plus mind plus tracking survival. On a 10 plus, the GM tells you three relevant facts. On a 7 to 9, the GM tells you one relevant fact. Take plus one forward when you act on the information. What does gear do again? Oh, like having produced a scope? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, in this case, it would just be kind of like a narrative positioning thing. Okay. Like you will be able to glean more detail than... Oh, your yeah, your yeah. facts might have additional relevance based on the detail with which you can see this scene. Okay. Um, I will also say that because Tass read a situation, that grants you and your allies each plus one forward when you act on the information. I think this would count, so that oh, can bump you up to a 10. Yes, 10. Nice. So you get three relevant facts. So you stand back on the far side of the saloon <laughs> uh, and look through your scope beyond the saloon doors, and outside you can see this figure in crisp 4K HD like, <laughs> detail. It is a looming silhouette sitting atop a black horse. Again, it has no head. It is carrying a jack-o'-lantern under one arm and holding an axe in the other hand. Three relevant facts. One, you can see that this ain't fake. Uh, you can see like the stump of the neck mm. and the sharp edge of the axe like everything about this is genuine this does not seem like a prankster if it is they cut off their own head for real <laughs> and figured out how to survive it two you can see the horse kind of sniffing at the ground around here like it's tracking something and you can also see that the way the rider is like turning it seems like they are searching for something particular and that something particular seems to be within the saloon and three as you are watching there is another rumble of thunder and a crack of lightning that illuminates the scene and you can see that there is some kind of like reddish clay uh, or some particular dust or something that seems to be clinging to the bottom of the rider's boots the horse's hooves uh, it splatters a little bit up the pant legs as well and you also notice that in that flash of lightning you can kind of see it on the other side of him as if he is not fully corporeal. You can see through him, at least in that vivid strike of lightning. Okay, yeah, this is not, this isn't the jerk, but this is the real one. Um, that head wound, that's very real. That axe, very sharp. That horse is smelling for something, and I think it's in here. I got marked by a demon a couple of days ago when I was looking into Tass. I don't know if that has anything to do with this. Uh, run back and forth. <laughs> Shit! Sure, yeah, I will I will stand sort of beyond, like, within my half of the saloon doors, but sort of, like, like run across, like, the open saloon, like, across the threshold to see if the horse is trying to sniff me. Okay. Kim 
starts running back and forth in the saloon uh, as you hear that horse whinny and the impact of two hooves on the saloon doors as if it is trying to kick them down. Rev, you don't see that it seems to be tracking her motion in particular, uh, but it is clearly trying to get inside. Okay, it, it was not following your smell. It is still trying to get inside. Well, we heard that. We should go. Is there any way that I can try and connect with this horse and try and like get a sense of exactly what it's looking for, whether it's like an impression of the person or an item or something. I'm very empathic and I love animals. Yeah. So <laughs> it seems like I'd have better luck with the horse than the rider. <laughs> Can you call in blueberry milk for backup? Yeah, right. For, uh, to translate. <laughs> uh, what is your weird level? Three. Yeah, this this feels like a, I mean, the, the example for weird level three abilities is feel the presence of weird users or weird creatures you do not share a bond with since their emotions. That seems very in line with this. So why don't you give me a skill roll with your weird? Nine. All right, so on a seven to nine, you succeed, but I add one or more. Cost, danger, worse outcome, or ugly choice. So you read this horse's emotions, um, and it's all kind of tied up together like the horse and the rider aren't explicitly distinct separate entities like they are kind of just parts of the same being and they're hunting for something or someone in particular and i think as you make contact with their mind you know immediately that it's you oh no what and i've picked up jed and i'm running back and forth in front I, of the door stop it <laughs> it's it's me they're after me. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just reached out uh, to connect with the horse and I just, it's its hunting me, both of them together. And I think I'm, I'm just backing away to like the far side of the, the saloon. You hear the hooves slam on the barred door again. Uh, side note, red clay, red dust. Is that familiar uh, to any of these territories? It's all over the horse's hooves and its boots. I shake Jed. Answer the man. <laughs> <laughs> Ricketts says, uh, Bronze Chapel. It's a town out in the flats. Notorious for the red dust. When it gets wet, it's like clay. Well, that's where this thing came from. I don't know if that's where we solve it, but we certainly shouldn't stay here. Uh, Mary Jane, is there a back way out of here? She's like already, she was about to leave She's you gone. guys behind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's already making her way towards the back of the saloon. She's like, huh? huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Follow me. Yeah. I I'm trying to get out of here. All right. You all hustle after Mary Jane as she leads you towards the back wall of the saloon. There is uh, a storeroom back here, and on the far wall as she leads you in is a door that seems like it must lead outside. You can very clearly hear the rain slamming against it. And you also hear another impact towards the front and the door shattering. You can tell that the horseman has breached into the saloon. But Mary Jane throws open this back door and the wind catches it really quickly and rips it off its hinges. Uh, and she starts gesturing for everybody to get the fuck out of here. What do we think? Are we are we head into the stable, get the horses? I think it's our only chance to outrun him. The train's not going to be ready for an another couple of days, so... All right. Uh, the stable is next door. Um, are you trying to like make your way in the back way of the stable as well? Um, or are you trying to like run up between the buildings to get to the front barn doors where you went into the stable to board the horses initially? You know that currently the horseman is inside of that saloon. You can hear just shit getting fucking destroyed, whether it's by giant horse feet or an angry axe is unclear. I think 
if we believe that we have a little time here that just the, whatever the fastest route is, like I'm not worrying about cover. Okay. Um, I mean, the one you know would work is going up towards the front and going in like the front doors. Yeah, I think just full sprint. Okay. You all start to run up between the buildings. Are you still carrying rickets? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. I just wasn't sure if I should, you know, describe him hobbling along with you or if he's just still being shamefully carried. Yep. Okay. And Mary Jane is hustling along behind you, like holding up the the bottom of her dress, trying to keep it out of the muck and the mud as you run. And you get up to the front of the stable and rip open the barn doors. They are on rolling tracks, so it slides to the side. And the horses inside are spooked. Whether it's the weather, whether it's you, whether it's this creature, it's kind of hard to tell. But even as you open the door, you can tell that already they were all kicking up a fuss. Um, your horses are in their stables and they are unsettled. I'll rush over to Blueberry Milk and I start petting his face and trying to shush him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm just ripping saddles uh, off of the off of the walls, off of where they're they're set aside and getting them over to the horses as fast as I can. Okay. Is everybody like rushing inside the building? Is everybody trying to ready their horse? Is anybody hanging back, keeping an eye out, doing anything else? Taz, if you can get my horse ready, I, I think I can make at least a little bit of a barrier. All right. Um, yeah, and I'm going to try and just wait in this alleyway towards the front. My thought being if the horseman comes out the back door and up this alley, uh, I'm going to try to put some magic in his way. All right. Tass, Megan, Kim, you start getting your horses saddled back up and ready to go. Rev, watching out the front, you are waiting for the horseman to come up the alley or to come back out the front doors. And so I think it catches you off guard when it smashes clean through the front wall of the saloon. <laughs> Whoops. In fact, I think I'm going to need you to make a nerve roll to see if you can handle this sight. That's fair. So when you face an obviously stronger, famous, or infamous enemy in conflict, roll plus soul plus nerve. On a 10 plus, you're full of bravado. Take plus one forward to escalate the conflict. On a 7 and 9, you're okay. On a 6 or less, you flinch. The conflict escalates. If you decide to stand your ground, take minus one forward. 12. Okay, you are full of bravado. Take <laughs> plus one forward to escalate the conflict. So what do you want to do? I would like to shoot him back through that hole. <laughs> okay. Just magic force again. Okay, yeah, go weird. Um, this will be affecting a creature, I mean, the size of a horse. Yeah. Like, they are kind of tied together, but at least the size of a horse, which would be at weird level five. Yeah. So I think you're going to be rolling with a minus two, right? Because your weird level's three? Correct. Okay. And, um, but I take a plus one because of my bravado. Yep. And then how does the, um, the one from investigate, does that stack? Yeah. Our, our, our yeah, bonus man, is it. static or, okay. No, they'll stack. All right. Uh, in that case, 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. You shoot. Um, and you can see like when you were dealing with the, uh, abomination, the kaiju, that your bullet goes out and there's like a, you know, like a shockwave of magic that comes with it. And you see the bullet just pass irrelevantly through him. Like he is not corporeal. The bullet just does nothing. But the shockwave that goes with it does. And it unseats the rider clean off of the horse. He rockets back through the hole in the wall into the saloon and the horse kicks up on its hind legs, furious. I turn and run. <laughs> okay. Inside the barn, you are all able to mount your horses. What's the plan? Where are we going? Do we head to Bronze Chapel since that seems to be where this thing is from? Ricketts chimes in. He says, if you're trying to make it to Bronze Chapel on horseback, that's going to be days and days. 
this thing's going to pursue you all the way there, right? That's a good point. This thing probably doesn't need to sleep. Okay, is there anywhere that's safe from it? Answer her, man. (laughs) Ricketts! Ricketts slaps you, Tass. (laughs) I deserved that. Ricketts kind of shrugs. Like, he's not positive. He says, hallowed ground. It's evil, ain't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It looks pretty fucking evil. I'm just kind of speculating. All right, which way to hallowed ground? There's a church up the road northeast out of town. That'll do. And I huck him up onto the horse and jump up. Yeah, are we taking Mary Jane with us, too? It's not after her. I feel like she'd be safer here. Yeah, probably the same thing for Ricketts. Like, if we know that it's following Megan. He's precious to me. That's fair. <laughs> he's my, he's support, my new pet. He's my support, Ricketts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, are you leaving Mary Jane here? I, she I don't... seemed eager to get yeah, away. She, yeah, she, she did. She abandoned us in the saloon. For some reason, I think she'd rather stay here and fix the giant hole in yeah. front of her saloon. I don't know that I would know this, but like... You know, we heard the ruckus behind us when he busted in behind us. You know, we we could hear him crashing around in there when we ran past the building and in. Did it seem like he was attacking and killing other people, like, on his way through? Like, were the other people here in danger, or was he just, like, not seeing Megan and moving on? Within the saloon? Yeah. As Mary Jane had mentioned, not a lot of people are, like, staying in town. Uh, it didn't seem like any of the rooms were occupied. Okay. Uh, and... Other people seem to have headed home when the rain started. So it was really just you guys and her in the saloon. Okay, I, I think we should probably bring her with just in case he's hacking through people to get to us. You know, we don't want to just leave her behind and then come back later and find her dead. Okay, who's letting her ride up with them? Boy, not me. I feel like I want to be ready to, like, diverge from everyone if I need to. Like, if something really bad's going to happen... I don't want anybody tied to me. Fair. Mary Jane, are you any good with a horse? She nods. Okay. I will let her up onto Bojack and I'll get behind her. Okay. We both climb into Bojack's arms and he starts running with us. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea instead of him carrying you that you get on him like a piggyback ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Saddling up the horse was just putting like a corduroy sweater on Bojack. (laughs) His brown Um, sports coat. It's just got like a big hood for you to sit in. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> all right. So as you all exit the stables to head northeast out of town towards the church, you see this giant horse still right here on the side of the road next to the hole in the saloon wall. And it glares at you all as you go by. And you see that as you make your way past, the rider materializes on its back again and grabs onto the reins and it kicks up on its back legs getting ready to pursue so i'm gonna need a ride roll uh and i think we'll do this as teamwork um so everybody make a ride roll and we will consider like the highest success okay five also five also five (laughs) seven okay so on a seven to nine you succeed but with cost danger a worse outcome or an ugly choice if anybody rolled a fail that person causes the complication You all take off Tass in the lead, and with the wet terrain and the torrential rain, low visibility, it takes a second to get calibrated where you need to be going. And Tass, you run your horse through the blacksmith's shop, like that outdoor portion. (laughs) Um, And because the horses are kind of following each other, Megan and Rev's horses follow suit. Your horses trample uh, a significant amount of the blacksmith's shop, and you know that this is going to set back the progress on the part you need oh, no. Oh, no. to get the train up and running. Kim being last, 
sees this with enough time to readdress her horse uh, <laughs> and kind of take over the lead. And you all hoof it, <laughs> but like the horse hooves, <laughs> out of town following this little road that stretches past the shops and houses, branches off to the northeast, a now muddy kind of slippery hill where you can see a church house at the top. Uh, it seems to have like a gated front area that might be graveyard uh, or might just be landscaping, but there is clearly like an iron archway that denotes the threshold of the church. And you know that is where hallowed ground will begin. Mm -hmm. The horseman is hot on your trail and his horse seems to be having no problem with any terrain debris or anything because again it's not quite corporeal it seems like it's running on the ground you can hear its hoof beats but it doesn't seem to be really making contact with anything but you guys got the jump you were quick enough that you make it across that gated threshold and as the last of your horses makes your way into the churchyard the horseman pulls on the reins of his mount and it slides to a stop before it hits that threshold and it seems to pause there for a moment as if considering its next move what do you all want to do so uh what do we want to do now bullets don't work like i i shot him bullet went clean through the magic thumbs up but the bullets not so much oh good i'm functionally useless since this horseman is just in front of us kind of debating what to do is it possible to get like a vision of its past like how megan may or may not be connected to this thing yeah, are you specifically trying to go weird on this? I am. One of the weird level five recommended effects is to read the mind of a creature with human intelligence against their will. I think that's kind of the bar we're looking at. Oh, cool. I was also looking for see, like, see visions of the past, present, or future, but... Mmm. I think because we're trying to see the visions related to like a target individual... Mm -hmm. We might have to kick that up, but you're not necessarily trying to read their mind, so let's split the difference. Let's call it weird level four. Cool. Thank God. That's a seven. All right. So you see some visions of this thing's past, present, future kind of muddled. You see a past where this was a living person, a, a wicked man, a murderer who was executed, beheaded for what he had done. You see a future of this figure being summoned and manipulated by a holy man using a relic a thousand years from now. You see the present of this figure in the fires of hell and a window opening up and trying to make their way through and just getting caught halfway in between, unable to return to hell, but unable to stay here. <gasps> and the first thing that it sees as it tries to make its way through that window is a gleaming silver cross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and as you have these visions, it seems like the horseman kind of also is, like you're pulling these through its memory, and its fixation on Megan seems to branch off and now be shared by you. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating pizza when Megan did that heist. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh so 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 yeah, so the the legend that, that Mary Jane you told us was true wicked man, murderer condemned to death um new information like a thousand years from now this is the entity that father ohana is gonna summon with the silver cross this is the wraith or will be oh shit ricketts just kind of grumbles and like nods 
Mary Jane's like, your t- timeline, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm a time traveler. It's it's no big deal. But why Megan? You were all in the future. I mean, I'm the only one of us that saw the cross. Me and James and Lana, you know, teleported there and got the scan and got out. Maybe it's, I don't know, imprinted on me or something and it can sense that if that's what summoned it. Wait, didn't you say that was the only one of the relics from the future that was actually magic, that they were all like mundane items, but this one happened to be magic. If you were in the room with something that was radiating magic, it would make sense that if like that's the thing that summons it, if it can read that magic on you, if that magic left a, uh, again, a smell, this whole fucking place in smells. <laughs> it's a smell of verse <laughs> <laughs> uh, More on that, I think me poking around inside of its past, present, and future, uh, it now associates me with that heist. So uh, good news, you're not the only one that this thing's trying to kill. That's not good news, Kim. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe like, like you know, bonding through like a shared traumatic experience. Uh, as you are having this conversation, the horseman has been kind of like pacing back and forth. Well, the horse that he's on has been kind of pacing back and forth. And he starts to ride back down the hill a little bit, uh, as if back down in the direction, not with any particular hustle, um, but as if he's got an idea. Uh, he oh, starts no. to trot back down the hill towards town. I feel like he's either going to do something to lure us down there, or he's about to do a really sick stunt, and he needed like the runway. Yeah, like he just watched us save two people. Is he going to go put people in danger to get us to come out? Ugh. Uh, I mean, if he was a murderer, I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, right. Ghost of a murderer. So he wants the cross. How do we find the cross? That's a fantastic question. I'm like just glancing at the building. Uh, I want to run over and see if it's open. Yeah, you run over and pull on the door handle and the church door swings open. Okay, I I grab the cross and run out. I mean, there are crosses in here. (laughs) I think at a glance, you sure don't see the cross. Fair. I mean, if its smell is on me, can we use that residual magic to try and track it somehow? Oh, maybe. Can I <laughs> smell Megan? Yeah. <laughs> and see if there's like a, a particular magic smell that seems of this world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely going to be going weird. Yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a good smell, thank you. If it's not, it's, it's the horses. <laughs> um. Oh, man. I feel like we're going to have to start coming up with our own weird levels for things. I had that thought when we recorded last time. I was like, we should make a couple of like example lists based around what our characters do. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably wise. Um, I feel like this is somewhere in the realm of feel the presence of weird users or weird creatures you do not share a bond with. I think, yeah, that's I fair. think we're in that zone, so I think I'm going to call this weird level three. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to like detect magic, basically. Eleven. As long as I keep only rolling those two top skills, I should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think you do pick up this magic stink off of Megan and it is also like outside of the churchyard now where the horseman has been like you can get this same kind of scent and I think that I mean really really faintly like exceedingly faintly like you are aware that it's in the world but it's nowhere near you it is far far away like roughly east northeast but like a substantial distance from where you are now that another source of this smell exists. I'm not 100% sure this is a problem we can solve tonight. It's very far away. If what he wants is the cross, like, I can sense that it's here, but it's, like, the other side of the anvil. Uh, and Rickett says, Bronze Chapel. 
do we think he goes away when the sun comes up? I look at Ricketts. In the stories about this guy, is he ever seen during the day? No, he's a bedtime story. He only exists at night. Well, well, I'm not just going to stay here and wait till the morning. If he's trying to do something in town, Yeah, I have to know. Okay, I mean, maybe it's like some of the other ghosts you all have dealt with. Can we do enough to him that it disperses him? But then we just have to be aware that, like, at night, he's probably going to come back until we can get the cross. If, again, that's what he wants. Yeah, if we can disperse him, I would imagine he'd reform back in Bronze Chapel. So it'd take him a while to get back here, right? That's what happened to Christopher Walken. Yes! Because <laughs> he would, like, the vagina tree, like, he would fly what? out. <laughs> yes! Yeah! There was the tree and its roots were all meaty and he would be birthed a, out of it on uh, the horse. Yeah, it's oh a God. it's a portal to hell. The yeah. horse comes straight out of it. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Is that it? Is that the thing? Do we try to see if we can disperse him and then just know that this is our night for a while? You see uh, a glow making its way back up the road in your direction as if of firelight. Oh, well, looks like our boy's back. I wonder if it's the hollowed ground or the iron fence that is keeping him back. Maybe iron affects ghosts kind of the same way. If this is a somewhat parallel universe, it's worth a shot. I don't have any, uh, I don't have anything iron on me, really. Do you think you could get a chunk of this fence off and we could load it into a gun? Yeah, maybe, or throw it like a spear. Sure. Yeah, I'll get down off blueberry milk and try and pry one of these iron bars out of the ground. That sounds like it's going to be a strength check. I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, I was like, never in a million years did I assume you would <laughs> remove an iron post from the ground using your muscles. You have telekinesis. <laughs> Tass, here, let me hold Ricketts. You do this. <laughs> I'll try to wrench this thing out. Okay, give me a strength roll. Inexplicably a nine. So you succeed, but with cost danger, a worse outcome, or an ugly choice... Task just your med kit like snags on some of the rusty iron uh, and some of the components within are damaged. Um, so I think just until you can get a new med kit in town or resupply or use a different gear point or whatever, you're going to take a minus one if you need to make a medicine roll on anybody on the group. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. But you break loose one of the iron rods as the horseman gallops back up the hill towards the gate, again, holding his jack-o'-lantern head under one arm the axe is tucked into like a sheath like on the horse where like a rifle would normally sit and he's got a saddlebag open that you can see a bunch of bottles sticking out of with rags jammed in the top oh. and he pulls one of them out and sticks the rag in the jack-o'-lantern head and it lights and he starts to lift it up above his head shooting it shooting it as fast as i can shooting it quick draw shooting it okay tass roll shoot with my plus three to shoot, mm -hmm. five. Woo! How dare you? I rolled snake eyes. Okay. First, mark grit, because you have failed to roll. Love it. You reach down and draw one of your pistols, and you're still like too close to the part of the fence you just broke loose. And as you go to pull it forward, part of it catches on that broken metal rod, and you just raise up an empty hand <laughs> as your gun is caught by the trigger guard on this metal post. The horseman lifts this bottle above his head and a shot does ring out and the bottle shatters and burning liquid falls onto and through the horseman. And the horse rears up and the horseman without the head starts turning like as if trying to look at the source of this shot. I also want to turn and look at the source of this shot. You follow 
the line of the horseman's gaze, and you see laying flat on top of the still intact part of the blacksmith shop down the hill, a figure laying on their belly prone with a rifle. This figure is wearing a black wide-brimmed flat-topped hat and a red bandana over their nose hanging down over their mouth. A long black duster that seems to be lined inside with the same red as the bandana. And they have clearly just fired this shot. Oh shit, who's that? I don't know, but they're on our side for now. Should we try the iron thing? Yeah, I'll hand Ricketts over to Tass and, <laughs> and trade him for the uh, iron bar. Uh, and I'll hold it in my hands and try and, I guess, do telekinesis. Roll going weird. Depending on the weird level you're trying this at, you can do different amounts of harm, or rather the harm modifier is the same, um, but it's all the same up to weird level four. Uh, it's a plus two harm modifier regardless. So do you want to try and go bigger than that? Like, do you want to try and go at level five or level seven and like really fuck this dude up? Or do you want to keep it within your wheelhouse and go at like three? I mean, the thought behind this isn't cause him harm necessarily. It's get iron to go through him to see if it disperses him in the same way it would a spirit or specter or something in our world. So I think that's my focus here is get the iron bar through the ghost. Okay, uh, then I don't think you're going to take penalties on this, so go ahead and roll plus soul plus weird. And this is actually going to be contested by his ride skill, because he is going to try and dodge this throw. Uh, so you're going to take a minus two to this roll. Oh, boy. Seven. All right. You huck this iron bar as the horseman raises another bottle and lights it in the jack-o'-lantern's mouth, and it does impale him. He doesn't seem to take it like a banishment by any means. It seems like the iron bar hurts and it does cause him damage, but it doesn't seem to be like the weakness. I think it does occur to you though, he is currently holding a tangible object and that might be what's going on. That because he is interacting with something physical, he can be affected by something physical even if it's not his weakness. Ooh, okay. But he does huck that bottle, and it lands on the steps of the church behind all of you, and the flames start to lick at the doors. He's holding real bottles, so if you shoot him now, it'll it'll hit, but iron's not making him go away. I'm going to try to shoot him again. Roll shoot. Now we're talking 13. Okay, you collect your gun from where it is stuck on the fence uh, and fire another shot, and you see the bullet hit. And again, the horseman kind of reels back from the impact. He doesn't like clutch desperately at his chest or anything. Like it seems like, again, this isn't what's going to put him under, but it is affecting him. But you do hear another shot ring out from the rifleman on the roof of the blacksmith's shop. And a bullet passes through the horseman with a hiss and a sizzle. And that seems to fuck him up. The horse starts thrashing. The rider is almost unseated. And he does like reach up to that wound in his torso. I'll try to put that fire out. Okay, how so? Horse blanket. Okay. That's a standard part of a saddle, right? Yeah, man. You just got to pull it out from under the saddle like you're you're <laughs> <laughs> pulling a tablecloth out from under the- MJ goes flying. <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be use a skill with nerve as opposed to like the combat move nerve, um, but I just think staying cool under the pressure of dealing with a fire. Gotcha. Listen, this is a new world. Ghost and fire are both very scary. Three. Oh, okay. oh no! 
Mark a grit. You go to throw your horse blanket on the flames to try to smother them. And instead, it's like it washes them with the life-giving oxygen that they need. (laughs) (laughs) And they blow inside of the church house where the rain is not penetrating. And fire starts to spread up the walls, engulfing the church. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in The Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario. Which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Alto's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. (laughs) We have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, available now.